Hello and welcome to another Liverpool Way podcast. After yet another draw with Chelsea. It was all going so well, but then Chelsea showed up and spoiled the party. But that's enough about the Caicedo saga. Let's focus on the game for now and we'll get to all of that later. I'm Dave Usher, editor at liverpoolway.co.uk and I'm joined for this one by Ian Brown and Julian Richards. Uh, Jules, I'll start with you. Are you feeling better, worse or as expected after that game? As expected. Now, there was a there was a podcast recorded on Friday that no one's ever heard. It's the lost podcast because of the transfer show. <laughs> well, they may still hear it. You never know. <laughs> well, you have to clip a lot of it now because yeah. there's going to be some out-of-date stuff on there. Um, but I think you and Paul were like positive about this game, about a win, and I, and I was not. Oh, I didn't want to give it. I didn't want to give a prediction. I, I know that, but I, I think I, I, I wasn't also positive about it. I was more just hopeful, like yeah, we might sneak, sneak a, a close one. Gotta hear this. Part. Didn't you say three goals? <laughs> I said three two, but I said that <laughs> on the on the the season preview part as well. I didn't okay. I didn't change from that. Yeah. Listen, Paul was fucking like campaigning to get us all on his bus for winning the league. <laughs> Paul was yeah. like fucking Mel Gibson and Braveheart, like rallying the troops, going, who's with me? We're going to win the league. <laughs> and then <laughs> no one will ever get to hear that now, unfortunately. But I did, I wasn't, I didn't think a, a win would be forthcoming. I thought a draw was more likely. So what I saw today, well, the result didn't surprise me. What I saw today probably didn't surprise me either because. We're a team, we're like, uh, you know, like you used to go to Spain and you'd see like the half-built buildings everywhere you go, why does no one ever finish a building here? What's going on? That's what like the midfield's like at the moment. It's half finished. It's it's not fully, it's not, a, it's not a full rebuild. You've had two new players. That's it. The rebuild consists of two players. And then you've got McAllister being generally, I think, wasted in that six row. Um, you know, you're not getting the best out of him. You're plugging Gakpo into midfield. Mm. And he was just, you know, that game was not for him today in midfield. And so you're having this sort of half-baked, half-built team against, now albeit, you know, Pochettino's a you know, new manager at Chelsea, so his team is new as well. But that that looked today like a team that isn't, that isn't fully f- functional because it's not fully formed. And I'm going to, this is the, the white heart Stephen A. Smith type take coming in here. At some point, do you have to say, look, all right, it's a great idea having Trent in midfield, but the gaps at right back are just too large. They, they can be exploited, and he's roaming all over the place, and that only really works if you're Pep Guardiola and your tactics are rigid and drilled and you don't deviate from them, and there's no sort of, you know, there's there's room for flair, but the tactics and the shape and everything is so drilled that if you don't, he calls you fat and puts you out of the team for a few months. Like, is it is it is it worth is it worth configuring the team in this manner to accommodate one player who I don't think was very good today? Not you know that's not to just completely come down on Trent like a ton of bricks and say it was his fault. It's not his fault, but the composition of the team, the composition of the side. It isn't working like it should do. The defense, like the only thing that didn't change in the summer was the defensive area, goalkeeper, back four, all the same. And yet, as they said in commentary, there's just there doesn't look like there's any sort of rhythm or cohesion amongst them. And then they're getting exposed. People are wandering through the middle, like uh, like there's no there's no well there is no protection because McAllister can, is playing that six role, but he's not he's not that player. Who's in there now? If he was, if if let's say Caicedo had signed them, was playing today, would he have solved all those problems? Probably not, because I I I think that would the Trent, 
Well, it would have helped, it definitely would have helped. It goes you know, way beyond that, though, I think. I, I, I think that the, this Trent role is great when he is firing on all cylinders, but it's leaving gaps. It's not. It, it's like you're, you're leaving an incomplete back line too often and you're asking too many other people to then cover jobs um, in order to do it. And I don't think right now it's worth it. Now, I don't know whether, I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what the solution is. All, all I can tell you is that I don't like, I'm not liking really what I'm seeing. And then the other problem is that, all right, so we're a bit defensively unsound, fine. But then you've got to be going, you've got to be having some of the ball and creating more chances. Now, we had some good chances today, but it also felt a bit like last season where, you know, we're not clinical. There's not, you know, it's just, it's it's not enough. You're going to have to score more goals than this. You're going to have to be more clinical. You're going to have to make the best of these attacking situations. And, they, you know, we had, what, 25% of the ball at one point in the second half for a large mm. portion of it? That, you know, then you're going to have to make a lot of your attacking opportunities. And I didn't think we did, especially in the second half. So, I, you know, this is a this is not a full this is a half baked rebuild that's not finished, and I feel like the team reflects it and the performance reflects it. Um, so I wasn't particularly surprised by today, uh, and I don't have a lot of hope for the next month or so if they can't get this sorted either through the transfer market or on the training pitch. Yeah. Uh, Brownie, I'll get to you in a sec. There's just a quick point I want to make there before I forget, just regarding what Gilles just said there. You mentioned like uh, Guardiola City, and obviously they play with the inverted. Well, that's not a fullback because it's Stones doing it now, but they used to play that way with Cancelo, and we see Arsenal do it. Um, Klopp said something after the game about it today, and Trent also said something which they used like different terms but they were basically saying the same thing Trent said like he was asked about how difficult is it when then you've, you've, you're have you up the pitch and then you've then got to chase back in and, and, and like someone's got to sh- shuffle over like Canate moves over and then Trent has to go in the middle and cover for him and he, Trent said something like we've got to be almost perfect and what he means is like in possession. And Klopp said something about, yo, our, our, the, the problems that we're having is because, you know, we're giving the ball away. And I'm like, well, yeah, but we that's the way we play. We do not play like Man City where everyone's just like playing like little five, five yard passes and keeping possession for like 10 solid minutes without losing the ball. You watch us in that first half and it was like every time we got the ball, we tried to score immediately, like two, three passes, and we were trying to score. We weren't keeping the ball. And then, so you do that, and then you lose it, and people are out of position. So if you're going to play the way we're playing, you can't have, like, your heavy metal football, you know, where it's like, we'll get it, we'll score straight away. You can't do that. You've, you've got to keep the ball. That's what Man City do. And I feel like we're stuck between two different, like, um, philosophies really it's like well yeah you want to play that way and get on the ball and get Trent passing it but we don't keep possession long enough to do that or well, we certainly didn't today it was all just like too rushed and then as soon as you give it away a couple of passes and, and they're in behind you and it's not about personnel that's the thing it's like you can talk about like signings coming in or replacing the defenders it's not that it's it's purely about like the way we play and the way we set up uh, but Brownie yeah jump in I think it's a bit of both, to be honest with you. So, for me, I, I don't know what you both thought, but in the I thought we were electric in the first half an hour. Like, I was balls out. Half an hour, I was thinking, we're going to win the league. I was with Paul. I was like, this is fucking unreal. We were amazing because we were keeping the ball. And th- the point is, and I agree with Klopp, like, 
if you're playing in that kind of style and you're putting players in the positions that they are, you absolutely have got to take care of the ball. And I thought we did for half an hour. I thought we were absolutely brilliant with it. And the moment, I don't know what it is, whether we got a little bit lazy, we got a bit complacent or we got tired. I don't know what it is. But the, the moment goal, we started... That, that changed it. Yeah, it was after that, but we started getting really careless with the ball. And the mm. moment we started gifting the ball back to them, they started hitting us. So it's a funny one because I agree with you, but equally I can see what Klopp's saying and other people are saying that if you're a bit more careful with the ball, you just pass them off the park. The problem was as well today, and I think we might look back on this in a few weeks, not necessarily just after today, there's not a lot of the teams that you come up against who play the 3-5-2. And I think it, it was killing us. Like, they just had the out ball every single time. So if the ball was on the right side, they just hit a 50-yarder over to Chilwell. If the ball was on the left side, they just went bang 50 yards over to the right. And it kept killing us because they had a 2v1 on the outside every time and it was just getting in easy. So it's a funny one. Like, if you watch that game today, if you'd have listened back to the uh, season preview, it was exactly what we said. We Too looked really good teams. going forward. Yeah, mm. two flawed teams. We will look really good going forward, but we'll also look like we can concede off everything. I mean, let's like exhibit A for me from what I said off the last pod. How fucking amazing was our goal? Yeah. And what was their mm. goal like? It was a yeah. piece of shit. It Anyone was, can yeah. score that goal against you. And it's like, that's one all. So if you just take those two instances in the game, you're like, look at what that team did and look at what that team did. But it's one all. It, it counts for the same thing. And that, to me, is really frustrating. Like... Trent on that goal was an absolute joke. He's a, he's a joke. He's watching that header come back in and he doesn't make any attempt to block the shot. He just watches the lad do what he wants. And there's us having to do this really nice intricate football to create a chance on the other end. That is a huge problem. It's a massive problem. And to me, that's not a structural thing. Trent was in the right position. He was playing right back. He should have covered like a right back, but he couldn't be arsed doing it. And when you watch his interview afterwards, and I think we might get to this, like the comment he came out with about like, let's be honest with you, we can all read between the lines and he wants to play midfield. Anybody who took anything out of that interview afterwards, like, all right, whatever, he wants to play midfield. And he, he basically came out and said that, like, you know, when I get picked there, then, yeah, okay, that'll be okay. To me, that's a massive problem. You can't have him wanting to play midfield and thinking, well, I'm kind of playing midfield when we've got the ball, but then I have to defend. He doesn't want to defend. He showed me on that goal. He's not asked about defending. So we've got a big problem there. We need to look at that. I, I think that might be a bit harsh. And in, I watched the interview uh, afterwards and I didn't actually think there was anything wrong with his answer. I thought he answered it the way I would have expected him to. The thing that did concern me a little bit, it did cross my mind. Did he put Sturridge up to asking him that question? Or, you know, that, that was the thing that I thought, hmm, because obviously they know each other. And I did think that was a little bit of a forward type question. It was a bit too, too like on the nose. Like I just, think that's just a new pundit coming in. Going, possibly you know it could be, but it did cross my mind. And doing it the way I want to do. I didn't like the answer. I'll be that, honest with you. I'll be straight uh, up. What, what do you want them to say though? I mean, I, no, I, it, thought, it's like, I thought I don't want to play midfield. Good. My team, like I play right back. When we haven't got the ball, I'm a right back. When yeah, I've but got the ball, what I'm if he gets moved into midfield next week and then people are well, like, that's oh, that's a look, different question now. He was saying, he do you want to play, play there, midfield? So... And he said, listen, I want... like I took away from that, he wants to play midfield and I don't think that's a good sign. That's all I would say on that. Hmm. Maybe so. Well, we'll we'll find out, won't we? There's oh, definitely. I'm sure, we can f- I'm sure we can find a right back before the end of the window, knowing how, how well we move in the transfer <laughs> <laughs> market. Maybe no, McAllister can play there. Oh. <laughs> That's another thing I wanted to say, by the way. Sorry, I don't want to jump in, but like 
Mac is not a six, clearly. There was exactly, no, like, by no. the way, he did but some he was really good. good things. He was he good. He was good. I but thought was, he played do, well. Yeah, but there was moments where you went, eh, not Agreed. a six, wasn't yeah. there? And then there was moments well, where Gakpo chance, was good. Where he let the runner go. Yeah, yeah. And mm, there was other moments yeah. where you're like, oh, yeah. fucking hell, Cody's decent there. And there was other moments where he went, eh, he's not an eight, he's not a ten. Mm. Like, that's scandalous. We said that in the build-up to this game. We're going to have, like, people playing out of position and... As much as you might want to say, ah, oh, but the signing's about five years, ten years. This pod's about today. We're talking yeah, about today. Yeah. And what happened in that game today? You had somebody playing out of position. Like, I'm not being funny. If we'd have had a proper six playing and Maka would have been playing where Gakpo was, I think we'd have fucked them today. And that's where I disagree a bit about the structure, where it's like personnel ain't going to change this. I disagree. I Defensively, think... I, I don't think it, we're always going to be vulnerable. That's the way we'd I We'd have scored it. four goals if fucking Maka had played yeah, okay. as a 10 today and, and we'd have had a proper six, I'm telling you. And this is where I disagree with you when you said, and, and I think to be fair, I think you were mainly just reference in the first half an hour and I don't think he meant overall because I thought going forward we were fucking shit today after like 20-25 minutes really good so disappointing after that I just it was because I'm fully aware that we're going to be vulnerable at the back and we're going to concede chances and it's going to look ropey as fuck at times and we're going to be like oh what's going on I was prepared for that I was totally prepared for it and like you know a 4-3 wouldn't have shocked me at all today what I wasn't prepared for was is just like I mean the second half. Did we do anything in the second half going forward? It was so dispiriting the way we played in the second half. I just thought it was awful, you know, to play the way we did in the first half an hour and then basically do very little after that. And just a point on the five three two that Chelsea played or three five two whatever you want to call it. Well, if they just like started the game like that and we weren't prepared for it and they'd have started the game the way they finished it. I would say, yeah, you know what? They've just caught us out there. Tactically, we weren't prepared for that. Trent said afterwards, we didn't think they were going to play that, yeah. So if it had started badly for us because we weren't prepared for that and then the longer the game went, we adjusted and adapted, that would have been okay. But we knew what they, how, what, how they were playing. They played like that like the whole first half and then the second half got worse. And we looked tired as well, which that's not really a good sign. Like if we're tired after a full pre-season... Where Klopp got his training camp, we've not had injuries. Now we've had like everybody's been available for preseason. We should have been like flying today, and it looked like we were leggy. Maybe that's just because the game was getting away from us. We were ch- we didn't have a lot of the ball, right? So when you're having a lot of yeah. ball, you're doing a lot of chasing, which means you're going to be a bit more tired. And yeah, you have preseason conditioning and fitness, but you know, no one is ever like fully match sharp on the first day, first weekend of the season. That's just not how it goes. But it, it it was concerning because we had we didn't we had the injuries and we had the at times you know the the whole reason the Fabinho roast dinner jokes came because we did we looked at some of our players looked absolutely knackered and out of sort you know completely not uh, conditioned for it last season so the fact that it looks a little bit like that now is a minor concern to be honest mm. um, again there's. I, can you judge the team because you know it's not you know this isn't the finished article you know this is not this is not what it's meant to be like this is there's players missing there are players playing out of position and I agree with Brownie that like I think we would have had better attacking chances maybe scored more goals if McAllister was further forward and I also think he did a, he did okay in the six and that's fine because he's not a six and he shouldn't be expected to have to manage that away from home against what's meant to be a, a top six team so I don't know they need to get they need to get the transfer sorted they need they, this is not 
even this Caicedo thing that's just dragging on and on and on. We'll, we'll get happening. to the, the Caicedo yeah. thing. We're going to have to talk about that in depth a little bit later yeah. on, aren't we? <laughs> but but the point, the, the brief point is, you have to make a decision here because this when is it September first? Like, is it normal the transfer window yeah. closed September first? You can't rumble on to three more games playing like this because you you haven't made a decision. You, you either either he wants to come or he doesn't want to come, and that's still not enough. If Trent wants to go midfield, then you better be looking for some right back alternatives. You bet, like Joe Gomez is okay there. Maybe you can play him there if you don't want. If you just want a defensive right back who's not going to go forward, maybe he's the solution. But you better have these plans in place because we were underprepared last year going into the season. And it's starting to feel like we're not we're a little underprepared going into this one as well. It's like this can't keep happening. You're a multi million pound organization. You should be better at it than this. And I know that's you know, a mad thing to say because when you actually think about football and you think how many of these clubs are multi million pound organizations and their planning and their structures when it comes to the actual core product that they do, football is awful it's Clown just like, show. Com- yeah i think Absolutely. in a funny way though that we're like getting through today was a big thing because if you look at the game next week it, it's bournemouth at home isn't it i think yeah. next week it is yeah you can get away with having maca as a six and gakpo midfield that's the type Probably of game where Thiago i actually wouldn't have problem well you could but like if you went into next week's game with the midfield we have today no one would have a problem with that like how many times over the years have you had like a proper defensive midfield in the game at home where the team's got no interest across the halfway line you think what's the point just yeah. go 4-2-3-1 no, that, that's, totally that's totally fair Brownie but but the thing is they played it today as well like you've got to take no I agree that's, that's my yeah. point is like you build up yeah. to today you don't build up to next week yeah. in a way we've got away with it because we've got a point a point away at yeah. Chelsea is not a bad point even if you go going to try and win the league no, that's not a because they won't be a 12th place team this year will they no um, clearly not clearly not so, they're, they're so. a lot better coached than they were aren't they you could take the that point away last year was a bad point because they were yeah. fucking yeah. awful yeah <laughs> and, and we were <laughs> shit that night as well that was like after half an hour today though I was like what the fuck is Caicedo thinking? These are shit. We're uh, boss. When the second goal went in, and yeah. before we knew it was going to be offside, that was my first that thought as well. My first thought was, okay, bury these now. Go and get four or five, and Caicedo will be on the fucking bus back with us. You'd be like, yeah, I'll have my medical now, boys. Yeah. Come on. And then that goal got disallowed, and then it just it all just went to shit after that. By the finest of margins as well, that boss with that goal have been like. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm having a go at Trent, but that there pass was, class, was unreal. Yeah. I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, the you talk in the shoulder, aren't you? It. Like that, mm-hmm. it, the goal that never was kind of thing, but it was brilliant, wasn't it? Even when you take away the fact that it wasn't a legal goal, it was fucking brilliant. Yeah, Even the finish was finish. good as well, like yeah, just the boss. coolness. We can't even sort of lament the fact that it was very close because they had one that was all that was about the same. Yeah. Same, they just looked same. the same to me. Same gap, yeah. wasn't it, basically? And so mm-hmm. and so the only thing I was worried about is like there's no way you can rule this one on side when you didn't rule the other one on side. But Well he doesn't give the VAR off sides, does he, thankfully? Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, we need but, yeah, to talk the, about his performance as well. He can fuck right <laughs> off that cunt, by the way. It's little things, isn't it? I mean, it's not okay. The, the the handball that should have been given is like a massive decision, but it was mainly just like little annoying things that he was doing you know like he's he gave like he gave a free kick against Canate at one point when like he won the ball and got fouled after he'd, he'd won the tackle and he gave yeah. Chelsea the free kick I'm like what what's he even seeing there and then the one on on Soberslay later on when Klopp threw himself to the floor <laughs> the lad's trying to back into Soberslay who's got his arms up like saying I'm not touching him I'm not touching him and all Soberslay does is takes a step away 
and he falls over because he's trying to lean into him. It's like, well, you, you can't, like, you couldn't have made that more obvious that you were not fouling him, Scandalous. and he gives the free kick. Then, I mean, with Jota's booking in the first half as well, that was just the what most shit-house fucking decision He got a yellow that. card for getting somebody, because like, half-button him, basically. I, I, I knew for a fact he was going to do that as well, because you see it with referees all the time. When someone sticks their head in on another player, when there's a flare-up, they just book both players. All Jota did there was took exception to a tackle and said something to him. And then Fernandez gets up and throws the head in on him, like he gets right in his face with his head. Jota doesn't do that back to him. Jota's just standing his ground, gets a head shoved in his face, and he ends up getting the same punishment. And it's like, you're, you're stood right there. You saw exactly what happened there. And you've just took the shit house way out instead of just booking Fernandez. Because it wasn't enough to give him a red. You know, it was it's a, it's a yellow card. But you book Jota as well. And it's just little things like that that just infuriate you. And it's like every time. He does one of our games. It's it's these decisions that he just shouldn't be allowed anywhere near our games. It's that simple. But Howard Webb's making the decisions now, so get used to it. And the McAllister booking as well <laughs> for taking exception to being chopped down when he's like leading a, a dangerous counter attack. I don't mind with Macca getting a booking for that. But I, he's got I, to I book like the him. lad. Like no, like if you're being uh, if you're being a prick about it, then he yeah, did don't book wave him, didn't it. He? Yeah, he booked Macca. At my but point didn't he book he Conor Gallagher as well? I don't think foul. so. I, I thought, thought he, he just did. booked Macca. I thought he booked both of them. But, but it, one, a Chelsea player got booked for the same thing as well, didn't he? Yeah, later yeah. on, yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're doing this bullshit stamping yeah, down Jackson, stuff and then someone else yeah. will do it in two months' time and they'll ignore it. Yeah. That's what we said on the preview, but it's fucking faddy bollocks. Happens every year. Yeah. I know. The one yeah. I always remember was the goalkeepers on the line that we had to take a penalty again for. Owen, I think it was. Oh, the six seconds with Mignolet and uh, yeah, the yeah. respect and the refs at Mascarano. Mascarano. Yeah, we spoke yeah. about that. And it, it always it's just, just it's just it's fucking traffic warden bollocks is all it is. Jobs yeah. worth fucking traffic warden bollocks. But it, what it did we make it a handball? I'm so. interested in your views. I've got some takes on that. So well, I want to hear what you think. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to live in a world where that is a penalty. But we do live in a world where that is a penalty. You know that like nine times out of ten, that's given as a penalty. Because what his hand should not be where it is. I know it flicks off Diaz, but look where his hand... He shouldn't have his hand up like that. And the ball's probably going in the far corner. It's probably going to... It's, it's on target, I think. I mean, we need to see like a, a better angle from behind the goal. But Last it, thing we want is them doing lines on whether it's going towards the goal or not. <laughs> but I, I know what you're saying. No, but it, it looked like it was going in the far corner until it hits his hand and then it deflects wide. I mean... I just feel if that's against us, that gets given every time. Jules, what do you think? Uh, I think if you're in the NFL and you're a cornerback and the pass comes over to the wide receiver, you're batted out of play exactly like that. Yeah. Um, I get... So I, I, I sort of agree with Dave. Like, That's the rule. So is, is, arm, is that a natural position, your arm... Crooked at the elbow with the hat. With the, I don't think that's a natural. I don't see how that's a natural goal position. <laughs> yeah, even if you're jumping, that's not a natural position. And it's not that it clipped him. If fully hit him on the palm of the hand and went out, um, and look, do you know what the thing is? Maybe if you give indirect free kicks for some of this shit rather than just penalties, because like not all not all things that happen in the penalty are actually equal penalties. You know, um, I think the the Mane uh, penalty, um. In the Champions League final, like realistically, that that would have been an, should be an indirect free kick, not a penalty, because there was no danger to the goal at that point. It was just it hit the guy's hand as he was got, you know. 
And today you could say, all right, well, if it's not a penalty, it's certainly an indirect free kick. It's certainly something. You can't let the ball hit you flush on the hand at chest height and you deflect it out like a champ Bailey and then go, yeah, that's not. A, there's no punishment for that. Carry on. I, 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 it's just the handball rule is so, so, so weird anyway. But it, and I'm not one to sort of cry for penalties all the time, but I think you have to look at your rules if that's not a penalty because mm. that's a penalty. I don't ever want that to be a penalty. I didn't want the one that get uh, got given against Brighton yesterday to be a pen. I, th- I think the rules are absolute bollocks. I, I say the rules are bollocks. I don't think anybody fucking understands it. I don't understand it. I don't know how the refs are going to understand it. I just know that different different referees make different decisions based on different fucking scenarios every week, and that's the problem I have with it. Like, the, my instinct when I saw that was. That's not a penalty, but based on what gets given, that is one hundred percent a penalty. So the fact mm. that we didn't give it, give it, like didn't get it, sorry, I was fuming. I was like, "You're gonna give that on Wednesday night? Do you know what I mean? Like you're the, gonna give that when it happens given. in the next game? It's bollocks." Var didn't give that because Anthony Taylor didn't. If he gives it and then they look at it, they, would they not don't have overturn it. Reverse, so yeah. we're looking at Anthony Taylor that. again. Now, whether he's unsighted and he couldn't see, I don't know. I mean, you'd have to see his position. I, I think he's probably partially unsighted given that it's the on player the is side, facing the touchline. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's facing the touchline. I would say he's probably unsighted. But that's that, where right? VAR's got to say, did you get a clear look at that? If you didn't, go and take a look at the screen because you, know, you might want to make a decision on that. Um, but all I, think... I know is I felt it, and that was getting given. When I watched it, like the the uh, replay of it, I was like, "Yeah, they're gonna give that," yeah, because so it felt I. like that's the kind of thing that they do give it for. Mm. Especially like I go back, I don't know which one you made the point, but it looked like it's impossible to know if it was going in, but it did stop the ball from going to the back post, and whether somebody it was going in the goal, in. somebody might yeah, have gone in and headed it in, in back post. So you you you've got a goal an advantage. Like that in pre-season, Brownie at the yeah. exact same corner, except it was yeah. it was Joel who flicked it on, and they gained an advantage by the ball in the hand whether he meant it or not they gained an advantage so I personally I think Jules makes a fucking great point there that maybe it shouldn't be a penalty maybe it should be an indirect free kick where you get at least a shot at goal out of it you're um, complicating things then aren't no you? I know but it gets like finicky about mm. oh is that one is that the threshold for the pen or is it the threshold and we don't want these you're referees just giving making these, them decisions. these fucking morons an, yeah, another, exactly. another layer bring back the indirect with. free kicks anyway <laughs> I know it, you only get them now for back passes, don't you? There's nothing else yeah. to give them for. Bring them back. Mm. Great indirect free kicks were. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree with Brownie. It's probably too, it is. It's probably you know. Sorry with you, Dave. They probably are a little bit messy or whatever. To, to but you know, to to sort of what's a penalty and what's an indirect free kick. But I'm pretty certain if the ball hits your hand flush like that and uh, it stops, it, you know, possibly creating a goal scoring chance. You, you should be getting something, whether they mean it or not. Like, even if it's down by his by his hip, by his thigh, and it hits him, you know, it's slightly outstretched, then, all right, fine, that's like a natural position. But I don't see how that was a natural position. That's what I was saying, though, about the... I'm not 100% sure on this, but I heard on, like, um, on, on like uh, the talk sport in the car today, before our game, they were talking about... I think they were talking about the Lewis Dunk one. And they said something about, like, it's no longer about whether it's an unnatural position. It's something about, like, if it's outside the silhouette of the body or something. Ugh. And I'm like, what the fuck are they talking <laughs> about? Why are you just making things needlessly complicated here? Is it going to be like a, a murder chalk outline I, they're going to be using know, next? But, like, but whatever criteria you want to apply, where his hand was, he's, like, holding his hands up, like, you know, in apology. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, no, not me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. His hands are up. Like, it's, it's just mad. It's like someone's pointing a gun at him. He's got his hands yeah. up. That, that's the pose that I, he's in. I would prefer if we just went, fuck off, play on. Do you know what I mean? But we won't, is my point, is that there's going to be times where in games that gets given. It'll happen against us. I'm 100% Virgil get one it's his hand or Canate will get one it's his hand and the refs will give it and you'll be like well what the fuck about that What? that's my mm. problem with it like we're never going to get consistency yeah like the one at Arsenal last year that we didn't get as well which yeah. mm. gets given everywhere else but well, I don't think we can come out of that game complaining that no. we didn't get decisions no. really I think a point was about the bright results that's one thing I don't think we've really said. I mean, mm. we're frustrated about our performance. I, I feel like we're a bit I lucky do... to get a point, to be no, honest. No, I don't. I, I don't. I think they're lucky they're I not 3 they down it. after yeah, half an but, hour. No, but, but you can't ignore it. Though, isn't it? That's yeah, but you yeah. can't ignore it. If you're talking about the balance of the game, I think but then the we other two battered them for the half an hour, but the then they bossed, they bossed it for them two thirds, but not to the point where like we looked like... I thought we were going to score every time we went forward in the first half an hour. Do you not think we would have lost if they'd have kept both full-backs on? I don't know, but equally, one thing I wanted to get on to, like, I was less really taking notice of their changes and more about ours. We'll get on to talking about Mo's reaction when, when he mm. went off, but I thought we massively improved with them two changes, which it's like that. That's Elliot like definitely it. made a difference. That's like, an Curtis interesting kept thing. kept the ball like, as well, which is what we needed. Well, Kurt, I'd, I'd have made that change at half time, to be honest. I would have started with Curtis. I thought Gakpo midfield was a, was a mistake. I, I don't mm. want to say massive mistake because he didn't kick off before the game, but I did think it was a mistake because he's not a midfielder, especially in a game like that. Plus the way Curtis ended last season. You know, the shirt, yeah, exactly. really, yeah, he was yeah. in possession he's, of it. He, he he's done well in the, the Euros as well. Yeah. And like he's like if if he's going to stake a place, then now's the time where he gets games in the row, isn't it? Yeah. I know it's going from one season to another, but I thought him coming on and calming everything down helped us out a lot. Like, yeah. Gakpo looked a bit lost to me. That's why I'd have so done I, it at half time. I either take yeah. Jota or Gakpo off. I didn't mind which one. But but get Curtis on just to give us a bit of control and, and just yeah. keep the ball. Yeah, we needed that. Uh, hmm. Darwin come on as well. Hmm. The main thing about Darwin I want to talk about is his hair. What was going on? I think on that there, was an man? accident. I think it just It was an accident. Out. He double looped it. it, it kind of worked though, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to see him with like you know with, with with nothing in there and just run out there like just like a big fucking Greek. He god. looked like fucking Cavani for about <laughs> fucking ten minutes the way it was like flowing about. You see like the weird. training photos where he's just letting his hair all just flow and it's like yeah just send him out there like. He still feels like he doesn't quite fit. I agree. Um, and that's I. I <clears throat> this isn't this isn't like. Chippy not bad talk. Yeah, this isn't this isn't should be no bad talk. This is, it's a bit concerned. If I was him, I'd be a little concerned in a game where we played four of our forwards. He didn't start. Yeah, I agree. And I'd also I'd also be concerned if I was him. I still don't think he fits the style of play. I'm still not sure he knows exactly how he should be playing in the team, which I can give a sort of pass to because I think there's quite a few people I'm not sure what they should be doing with the way this team is set up. So that one maybe I go all right, fair enough. But it's still just. You see him playing, and it, he he's slightly out of frequency with everyone around him. From mm. to my eyes, um, I don't like that chance when he came through to him, and it was a really heavy touch. That wasn't a great pass. So. It's a terrible pass. Really yeah. bad. That, and that he and he him. sort of forged he sort of forged something out of nothing with that shot towards the end. But 
I can't really, I, you know, I can give him credit, but I can't really give him credit because all that does is just that's the bland merchant Cisse yeah. stuff I've said for ages. So I can't really suddenly go, well, that was great because he, I know he can do that. Um, so again, I, it, is he ever? It, it looks like he's never going to fit either. If he's fifth choice now at the start of the season, and once oh, I say it once, hopefully when someone is, else is bought for midfield and Gakpo isn't in there as much. He'll probably find his chances. He's going to be king of the Europa League this season, I think. I think he'll start off that way. He'll fill his boots in the Europa League. But I agree with all that. But all I would say to that is I think we need to change the way we play instead of trying to make him change the way he plays. How? What what difference? What what change do we make? I don't want to see him dropping off and trying to get the ball to feet because I always expect him to lose it. He doesn't always lose it. I mean, he he did it a few times today and he kept the ball. It's not where I want to see him. I do not want to see him coming into tight areas with his back to goal and having to control the ball and get turned. That's not what he does. I don't and, and he's doing that because he's maybe like that's what's expected in the role that he's of playing. A professional but it's not footballer. playing to his, No, not not every <laughs> professional footballer can do that. And you, you you're talking bollocks there. You know, you know that not every striker can play. At the, at Everyone's the elite got level, the you've got to be able to. You're expecting him things. to, to be able to play like Firmino, and that's not that's not who he is. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I expect him not to. Uh, like you, you said it, not me. You said when the ball comes to him, you worry he's not going to keep. Yeah, when it. he's Let's, when he's coming deep for the word, ball into congested areas, and play it often. He'll take a touch, and then you're like, oh, he's getting closed down now, and if he doesn't get rid of it now, he's going to lose it. You've and got to f- be more and, and I can. And in my head, I can fucking hear Jules every time like the ball gets played in like that, and it's like, <laughs> and then I'm just glancing at the chat, just I, waiting I'm to really see. Really more critical of him than anybody else. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, it was it was Chris. It was like he was hammering him today. It wasn't you. So, you know, yeah, it, fair play to you. Didn't really... I don't I don't think he deserves getting hammered today. Personally, like I thought he came. No, out so I didn't. He nearly scored. He's no, no man criticised him. I'm for not, not being able to trap <laughs> shit. I'm more, I'm more pointing this at Chris, who's, who's like not here to defend himself. But um, I thought he looked a threat when he came on. He nearly scored the winning goal, didn't he? That's like there's nothing wrong. With I that. wouldn't go as far as threat. It's style though. No, no it's it was, style it was though. A tough he doesn't game look for him like to come into the way it's gone and the way we were playing. He doesn't suit the style of the rest of the team. Like I think personally, and it's a difficult one because we're transitioning from one way of playing to another one, and we're not quite there because we haven't got the six who should be in the six, and Maka shouldn't be where he is. But we are going. To to be more of a possession-based team. We're going to be more of a team who looks to probe, and he's not that kind of player. This he? he's, he's like a mad player. He's a mad player, isn't he? Who wants to just burn the end of shit. But like, that's what that, he that, wants that's to That's all Haaland does at City. They're a possession-based team, and he touches the ball like fucking 10 times uh, a game. No, that, that's fair. And but he's, he's not Haaland, though, is he? He's no, technically better Haaland, not, though, but, than but, Darwin is. But the point stands that like you can be mm. that type of striker in a possession-based team, but that you... You've you know, got to have a requisite level of ability, though, when you've even questioned it yourself a few minutes ago about him keeping the ball. He's, he's a peacock. You've got to let him fly. <laughs> I think he's going to score goals this season, let's be clear. I think this season he's going to be a flat-track bully. I think he's going to score shitloads of goals against crap teams and then against good teams just don't even bother with him. That's what I think it'll be this year. I'm not sure he's going to show, score shitloads, to be honest, because I don't think he's going to play very you're often. You're, you're talking Europa League, what? though, aren't you, Brownie? Europa League, Bournemouth, fucking Sheffield United, Luton, he'll fill but his boots he against actually, teams like that. He scored against good teams last year. I'll just make that point. It's not like his goals last year were against shit teams. He did score against some good teams. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to get picked against a good team. That's, that's why I think yeah. he'll score against the weaker ones. That would be my point. But 
I think he should be getting picked. And the reason he's not getting picked is a uh, clock keeps saying it's to do with like defending. I'm like, well, I don't buy that. No, neither I'm do not I. Sure because I buy that. look how fucking shit we are when we haven't got the ball. And y- you're telling me that like Darwin being well, in there is going to make a massive difference to that. It's what? Klopp's uh, saying he'll, he'll make it. If you think it's shit now, if he plays, it'll make it'll make it even shitter. Is that what Klopp's saying? <laughs> well, that, that, I don't know. Yeah. That's no, a, that's what he's that's saying, though, right? That's what he's saying, like, and I, I'm not yeah. buying it. Okay. And but you're also okay. you know you're gonna what you what you lose on the swings you're gonna gain on the roundabouts. Do you know what I think Chris will be more mad about? We're dedicating this much time to talking about Nunez when he only played yeah. about ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> no, he wishes he was, was moving his hand, doesn't he? <laughs> it was a, it was a, yeah, it was. Look, it was a cameo. Yeah, well, I'm in he, charge all... and I'm not moving his hand. Yeah, fuck you, boy. Chris. <laughs> 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 but it was a cameo, and like he was playing up fr- by that point, the front three had completely changed. So it's another good point. Again, it, it was it, on the it, left it is, at that when we made that change. Yeah, then. it, is, on the it left. is difficult. It is difficult. Uh, but he I moved mean, Dom to the left and brought so, Harvey yeah, into went, midfield. I w- Dom, I'm not so you, coming away from. So that's another I'm thing. Not, then it, it needs to be said: Darwin's playing in front three with Ben Doak on the right and um, Sabasley on the left. Yeah. So that's not easy either. And by the way, we had I, more control of the game, but less kind of thrusting behind, I would yeah, say, we did. at that point. Yeah, we kept the ball um, much better. Harvey was bright. Which it's almost you want, you want. My point there would be you want Darwin to be on the flip side of that. You want him to be on when it's mad and not on when it's controlled. Do mm. you get what I mean? Yeah. You want him to be on when it's like bang and it's a basketball game. You don't want Darwin there when you're like, oh, hang on, this game's not going the way we want. Let's keep the ball a little bit. Darwin's not interested in that. He's like, goal, where's the goal? I want to go. You know what I mean? It would have been better if it was the other way around. (laughs) On the list of things that were wrong or problematic today, he's not not in the top five or six, so... Oh, I don't know. No. It's an interesting point. I don't know. No, I I think... I, well, long term, he's a bit, he is a he is a problem because he costs a lot of money, and if he's not going to play yeah. and he's not going to fit in the team, if he's out of frequency with everybody else, yeah, that's a big problem. Um, but on the list today, I think like the shape, the defence, yeah, the organisation, yeah, the lack of a six, the, the uh, unable to be clinical with hold the ball. I mean, there's five things: Trent's Trent's performance. Robbo seemed to be a bit more nullified. I want to talk uh, about Robbo. Like, I've go got major concerns about Robbo. I don't know what you two think. Like, in this kind of way that we're playing, Robbo needs to be more of a... He just has to be more careful with the ball. And that's not Robbo, is it? Robbo was being used to, like, charging down the line, overlaps, whipping balls in, just being like a bundle of energy. And he's not allowed to do that now because he's he's basically playing left centre half of a yeah. back three when we've got the he's ball. He's playing more inside. He's not. That's like unbelievable. Like he's, he's ten yards inside. He's got less license to do what naturally he spent doing the last four to five years. Like I, I just think he's nullified. I think he's an absolute Isn't waste the... in this team, and I hate that because I love him. He's one of my yeah. favourite players, but he's it's a waste. The, in the system's this team. killing him now. Absolutely. Carelessness with the ball, though, that's not just him. That's, as we, as you said, that's like a few of them today, like not retaining possession, not recycling the ball. No, but, just like, no, but when you're oh. left-sided centre-half of a back three, mm. which he technically is when we've got the ball, you've got to be careful with the ball, and that's not a characteristic that Robbo's ever had. No, he's been, he, he's been given Exactly. He's been given licence to like kind of lose the ball. He's been in a partnership with Sadio for years where they try things like... That's what they do. They try to break the line. And when you're breaking the line, you take risks. But now, now you're telling him you're not allowed to break the line now. You've got to be a bit more careful. That's not Robbo. Look at him when he gets the ball. He's like, 100 mile an hour. I want to do this. I want to do that. 
I don't want me left-sided centre-half in the back three playing like that. I want him to be a hell of a lot more careful. Well, that comes back and to I'm whether we should be him. playing that at all anymore. Mm. Yeah. Is well, it is it having too much of a detrimental effect just to accommodate one player? Yeah. When Trent played like today, it was. Yeah. Like in isolation mm. for one game, absolutely. And how many of those games does he have? Maybe yeah, maybe the maybe it is it is it is like Paul's years long shout of putting the midfield finally this is this is where it has to be short midfield anyway. But again you've got to go find a right back now. Unless again you're gonna use Gomez as a more defensive right back, but No, that's no solution. Well then again you're you're asking to find a right back in the next two and a half weeks. Mm. Do we well, find the right back that. though? I don't, I don't get won't. it because Trent has to become like. Are we talking about Trent moving into midfield? So we would the, go back to playing a what a four-two-three-one. They're not going to do it. They'll, what what no. will happen is they're going to stick know with they this until you know, until say like fit again. yeah, until yeah. like halfway through the season, and then they'll take stock of it. They're not going to scrap it yet. You know, they've decided this is what they want to do. They're going to give it a, a good amount of time, and so they should if that's what they want to do. You've got to give everybody time yeah. to get used yeah. to it, and it'll take a lot of drilling on the training ground to get it right. You know, it's not going to happen overnight, and games like that today, we're going to see plenty more of them. But you just have to hope that, like three, four months down the line, it's much better. You can subscribe to the Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, or Podbean. Just search for the Liverpool Way, leave us a review, and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes. You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month. There's tons of exclusive content, including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary, and access to the members-only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. Stu wanted to come on tonight, and he's just he sent in a message like uh, some sort of tactical rant, I think. So I'll play it now. We'll listen to what he's got to say, and then we'll comment on it. So here we go. This is Stu Montague. Now then. I know we don't do inserts as a thing, but I'm fuming about that. So I wanted to have my uh, have my say on what went on there, <laughs> and I can't get on the pod because I've been coaching, working, watching football all weekend. I'll get bin bagged if I spend another two hours. So I just thought I'd do an insert on it. I think for me today that that was a tactical shit show. I was fuming most of the game, and I just, I cannot get my head round the the shape that we've set up with there is dreadful without the ball and was just was consistently dreadful throughout the game and didn't get changed. Uh, I, it's slightly reassuring to hear Klopp at the end there say that we, we gave the half spaces up to them, which is that that's the positions that they're, they're, they're two men behind the number nine. They were sitting in those positions all day and giving, you know, we've got our six in between them, so he can't, he can't look after both of them. And then you've got Robbo. What's Robbo going to do? Is he going to come in and look after one of them? Is he going to go out and look after their wing back? You've got your Gakpo in theory. Is then he's having to try and look after the DM Fernandez, so he can't look after that. And it just felt the problem for me all day was that the wide forwards were doing this like halfway house. So the Chelsea centre backs got the ball, and you can the, the the attacking midfielder in the half space and the wing back. One of those two is on every single time. So either we've got a press and stop him getting his head up to play a pass, or someone's got to look after these men. 
and I just I cannot get my head around how that system was ever meant to work. And so I don't even personnel wise, I know the lads will be talking about a six, and I know that um, there'll be a little bit of, because I've not been too bothered about transfers now. It's I'm like yeah, well we'll get it sorted when we get sorted. A six really wouldn't have sorted that game out. I've said like a world class six and a world class eight instead of Gakpo and McAllister does not sort that shit show out there today for me. It's, it might mitigate it a little bit if you've got Pete Kante running around putting a couple of fires out or a Sissoko or, you know, one of the, the, the good destroyers. But it only mitigates it. There's still always a man free. Always a man free. Every single time Chelsea have got the ball, there's a man free. And what does that do? It, it saps confidence. The whole momentum of the game just goes the other way. It's just hugely, hugely frustrating for me. I, I cannot see... How we can't, we have to set up differently. If someone's going to play that, if someone's going to play that three, four, uh, three, four, two, one, then that is that'll murder us. That will murder us all year if we think we're going to set up like that. I think maybe a little bit that's why Salah and uh, Diaz get hooked a bit earlier. Maybe that's why. And that's, you know, we've had a little chat about the, the Salah thing in the group. Salah did not play poorly today. Is excellent for the assist, but there is that element of number one. Okay, you can be disappointed, but what have you done then, mate? If you are our world class player, on the opportunities that you've had, got put in for a two on one and showed like pub level control to lose it, and then you've been put in for maybe three shots in the area, hit the bar, powder puff shot, didn't work the keeper. So again, I'm not digging him out. He's not played poorly compared to everyone else, but I just feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna pull that shit as you're coming off. But like, what have you done? You got to look at yourself. Everyone's got to look at themselves there. Um, but yeah, it's not for me. It's not an individual thing. It's not a digging out individuals. People can do better for things. That that tactical shape was a fucking shit show, and nobody prefer, performed worse than Jurgen Klopp today for me. So that that was my major gripe. Drove me mad. So yeah, get a, get a DM in. Get some extra midfielders in. But that shape is going to be a shit show. If we carry on with that. Okay. <laughs> Any thoughts? Um, I don't on, disagree bro. with him that the structure is. A pro- I mean, did we not speak about this in yeah. the in the yeah. preview pro- uh, pod? Sorry about concerns about how it's going to be, especially in transition. Like if you lose the ball and you've got a back three and you're not used to playing as a back three, it's going to be a problem. I think Stu's problem was more um, to do with them control and possession when we were actually in our traditional 4-3-3. So Trent's at right back at this point rather than just in the transition. Mm. I like I said at the start, didn't I, that they had the out ball where they just went wide and they had the 2v1 out wide. That That's a fact. That was happening all the time. And that is the... Um, anyone who plays 3-5-2, that's why you like to do it because you come up against 4-4-2, 4-3-3, you've always got that overlap on the outside. You've always got an overload. So that's why they like to do it. But equally... It's also dangerous for you defensively, and we showed that in the first half an hour, that if you control the ball and you pick your passes, you can kill the back three. That's like, it's risk and reward almost, and you saw that in the first half an hour, that it becomes a little bit of a basketball game like that. And that, like, who thought that game would finish one all would be my argument after like half yeah. an hour. I thought it was two all, three all, four all. Yeah. That's what it looked like, and you could argue that they reacted better to that, um, like the the tactical side of things, and us, I don't think they did. I think we stopped like 
taking care of the football. If you take care of the football against a three-five-two, you'll fucking kill that team. But if you keep giving the ball away, three at the back, though. exactly. Do you remember if, that when like yeah. Sadio Mo and Bobby and they would fucking run wild against we teams took who care three of the, the ball. Though. We got lazy after half an hour today. My argument would be, but what I would say to Stu's point is. If you've got a better six who's more mobile, and I think he mentioned Pete Kante, didn't he? Like, yeah. let's not get away from the fact that Caicedo is kind of... Yeah. Blast the past. <laughs> <Ronaldinho>. <laughs> Shout out, Ronaldinho. Yeah, anyway. we need to explain that. To the <laughs> we can do that in a minute. There was a poll um, on the forum um, years ago. Who would you rather have, Ronaldinho or Momo Sissoko? And it, wasn't it Stewie who started the poll? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was. And he was, and he, he, was, he, was like, he was arguing <laughs> for Momo, wasn't he? <laughs> it goes down in like Momo four had an eye injury. I, th- I think Stu had the eye injury before fucking Mo. <laughs> but anyway, moving on. My, my argument would be that when you switch that ball, if you've got a really mobile number six who, like, think about it horizontally, you can run side to side, not forward and back, but side to side. If you can shift across, so you've got loads of legs, then that 2v1 becomes a 2v2. If your six is really mobile... Maka hasn't got a clue about that and you can't blame him. He's like, there were so many occasions today where Maka was just a fish out of water, wasn't he? He didn't know what he was doing. Like it, And you, you can't blame him for that. You need a specialist in that position who knows to be in that, like what role you should be in and exactly what space you should be in. So Stu's talking about the half spaces and he's bang on. They kept getting the ball in the half space, but I personally think a proper six shuts that down and it becomes less of a problem but I, I don't know Up, well Klopp you. addressed that though didn't he and he said because uh, he was asked about like he was that, that specific point was made to him about I think it was in the press conference or maybe on the Sky interview I, either way I've seen him talking about it and he said like um, wouldn't matter who you've got playing there that wasn't the problem the problem was instead of us like when they had the ball instead of us moving forward to close down the space we went back to close the space and he said and you can't close the space when you go backwards when you know when you drop yeah he said they should have gone stepped forward to close down the gaps but they didn't they went backwards and, and he said that's what changed he knows more than me yeah, like i don't know about that yeah. I, I, I don't know if he I knows more than Stu, because stew has got his coaching <laughs> badges let's not let's not forget yeah, that yeah. but um but yeah that was, hey that, i've got my fa level one said. as well by the way i think i've got more than you two have you? just to be clear yes oh, fucking hell it's gonna be no living with you. It's bad enough having like one fucking coaching there. Fucking Mr. Eagle over there. Fuck it out. <laughs> I've mentioned it once. <laughs> once I mentioned that I made I've an mentioned eagle. my badge you want. I've been keeping that. Yeah, but this it, you know this is the first of many. You just wait until you get the same qualifications <laughs> as Stu and then there'll be fucking no living with either. I don't of think you. I'll ever get any of them. God. But anyway. Should we talk Go about Mo then? His reaction. Jules. No problem with it. He's got enough credit in the bank. He obviously, you know, he's a fortune credit hunter. He, uh, he'll know he scored in every game, opening game of the season. He'll have been pissed off that record's ended. He'll have been pissed off that he didn't score. He'll have been pissed off that he was subbed away at Chelsea. Um, yeah, no, uh, it's it's one of them. I <clears throat> if he was if he was like misfiring and he you know he's that badly out of form and all that, I'd have a problem with it. No, I haven't got a problem with it. Lots of credit in the bank. Do you think they should have been out. taken off? Uh, at that point, I don't think it really mattered because there was mm. no, we had no real control over the game, so it made sense to change something. Um, and you know, there's a chance that his minutes are going to be managed a bit more this season anyway, uh, because you've got just five players up front, and 
you know, you will want to rotate them occasionally. Uh, I, I can see both. I can see both sides. I can see why he was subbed, and I can see the reaction. I don't agree with Stu's assessment about like we'll do something. It's really hard to do something when no one's getting the ball to you, and the ball when the ball comes to you, you're chasing it. And yeah, a couple of heavy touches and all that. But <laughs> Stu's not here to defend himself, so you know I can make this accusation. <laughs> He's not the greatest fan of Mo Salah anyway. Mo can score a hat trick today, and he'd criticise him for something probably. So I don't, I don't think anything in it. No. Yeah, he's like you with Darwin. Not quite. <laughs> he's not that vociferous. Brownie, what did you think of it? Um, I didn't like it when he was coming off, and he's doing. What I didn't like about it was, did you? I don't know if you got onto the Chelsea fans doing the whole cheering, oh, yeah. you know, as he was pulling one out. And I thought Mo I mean, should have been like a bit more three clever. Or four times, didn't yeah, he? he should have been a bit more clever to know they were doing it, and yeah. he should have been like, "Hang on, I, I need." To, I know that means nothing in the grand scheme of things, but. You know, we're talking about an elite level game where fucking half a percent can make a difference. So don't don't let the cunts get high about it. You know, he probably didn't even hear it. Possibly, possibly in his nah. own his own way. Yeah, that, that's what he's in a bubble. He might be in a bubble. Yeah, like I get that. that. I get that. I'm just I'm, I know I'm what you mean. I'm projecting I thought what the same I thought thing. about I thought it. The yeah, same. yeah. Um, what I would say about it is, do you ever want like your premier striker coming off the pitch and like no one's ever going to be happy about it, but. Showing a bit of dissent, whatever. I can move on from that. That's not a problem. Did he deserve to stay on the pitch? I don't think so. I mean, the the midfield weren't great. He wasn't getting a lot of ball, was he? But my override feeling when Mo was going off is, is right. Here comes Doke. He's going to fucking run at someone. I was excited to see him. Yeah, then we never got the ball either. That. I know we didn't get the ball either, but at, the, at that point, I was thinking I'm excited to see him. If he can like get him 1v1 and have a go with him, then happy days. But it felt like most of the play actually, ironically, came down the left side, didn't it? Yeah. After that, like it was a bit more Curtis getting involved over there. I've got to be honest. I, I always feel when a young player like Doke's age has brought on that, that point in a game, it's more of an act of desperation than anything else. And I've never be, ever felt it's anything. I've but got more hope no, for I, it I, than that. Even if it's even I if it's not, I always deals. feel like it's an act of desperation. I don't I don't think, oh great, here comes Doug. I think Right, so I really run out of ideas. Away at so Chelsea. Is, I agree. Yeah. 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 yeah it's yeah. yeah. It's not, it's not what I want to see. It can't be a tough scene, on, but, but that's a day. Hey, yeah. now look, you're two nil up, three nil up at home. Uh, 70 yeah. minutes and you bring him on I'm thinking great give him 20 minutes a run there's no pressure on you integrate lovely I just yeah it feels like an act of desperation to what's me, the so. alternative though I would say like the, 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 he is Mo's backup I, let's be you know clear what? There's I, no one I don't else. think there was I don't think it was an. I don't think there was a strategy or a, or a combination well, that would have worked towards the end there because, the alternative is you leave Mo on isn't it I suppose yeah there's, I don't yeah. think there's a there is a good one because it, I, again as I said at the start this is not a this is not the team you really want to be playing is it there's, there's components missing. I don't know if you want to now move on to the components missing and the big, the big, hundred and fifteen million pound. Let's go back. I want to go back to the point about Mo with Stu though, because like if we're gonna take the piss out of Stu, I'm I'm here for that, right? This this is right. <laughs> no, this is the content we all. This want is to your hear. wheelhouse. This is what we want to hear, right? So this is for you, Stu. I'm just amazed he wasn't sitting there going, well, okay, yeah, he was shit, but at least he tried. You know what I mean? And, and, and let's move on, maybe to. You know where I'm going here, Dave. Yeah. Come on. Do you want to take the mantle? Go on, over to you. Yeah, so like all week, obviously, we've been discussing like transfers and stuff, and Stu's been really like relaxed about it all. And after the Caicedo thing looked to have fallen through, some of us were not thrilled about it, saying, you know, we should have done this a couple of months ago and we'd have like, 
maybe things would have turned out differently, but we've just come in last minute and he's already agreed to go to Chelsea, blah, blah, blah. And Stu was having no criticism at all. And he was, he was, his view was basically, look, we've tried to do something. And a couple of people just jumped on him and were like, next time when Mo gives the ball away, you know, we'll just say, at least he's trying, Stu. <laughs> so, yeah, there wasn't really a great deal he could come back with there. But, yeah, the Caicedo thing, we recorded the pod, like, first thing Friday morning. Um, woke up Friday morning. There's, like, a couple of hundred messages in the chat. So, obviously, knew something big had gone down through the night. Uh, Paul had been up most of the night Dan had been up pretty much all night (laughs) and they were like posting stuff in there Um, so we thought if this is going to go through today we need to get a pod done I was only free first thing in the morning so it was like we've got to just do this now before anything's finalised so we recorded the pod. It was really good. <laughs> you would have loved it. It was fucking boss. But um, yeah, it looks like it's it's going the same way as the uh, Nabil Fekker unveiling <laughs> LFC TV interview. Um, never to see the light of day. But yeah, so we, we spoke for like over an hour about it, thinking it was going to go through. But we did say like after after we'd finished recording, like me and Jules were chatting and we did say like, Chelsea could do something mad here because they're so unpredictable because their owners are fucking loon. Um, yeah, I think we said, didn't we, Dave? We, we, we like don't post that. Yeah, we, yeah, we said we're not by Liverpool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think I messaged as well, didn't I? Go and just tank fight a little bit. Yeah, and then yeah, it was, it was just on. like Todd Bowley's such a, a loose cannon. There's no way you can you can do it. And yeah, he's rolling all over the deck at the moment. He's such a loose cannon. I got no fucking sleep during the week, you know. I had yeah. no fucking sleep during the week. I was on the phone to Big George asking him for a liveness and everything. Fucking joke. <laughs> I beat the George. Actually, that needs to be addressed as well because apparently, just based on like reports that I've read, there was something on the BBC that said all like the negotiations for that Caicedo deal was Billy Hogan. Yeah. Billy Hogan What's was the, was the one doing all in that. The, so in like, what, exactly. What what's the what's the purpose here? What what's his job? If Billy Hogan's doing that, and you know, fair play to Billy Hogan, he's come in and, and just fucking steamrolled Chelsea's bid. Um, done everything like that you could expect us to do at that moment. We can argue whether we should have done it sooner or not. That's a, that's a separate argument. But in terms of Brighton say, right, we're setting a deadline, highest bid wins, and we've just gone in and just gone, yeah, where's the money? 111 million, I think it was. Chelsea mm. only offered 100. So we've done everything that we were supposed to do to get that deal done. And then obviously the deadline's been extended, which I don't blame Brighton for that because I'm sure Brighton would have quite happily just signed off on that deal there and then. Depends but the, on the, player. the player wouldn't wouldn't travel up for a medical. So yeah. what, what are Brighton supposed to do at that point? You know, if, if then if he's like, I want to go to Chelsea and Chelsea are like, look, hang on, we're, we're going to put another bid in. What are Brighton supposed to do? They can tell Chelsea to fuck off, but if the player's like not going to come up and travel for a medical and sign for us, um, it's difficult from Brighton's perspective as well. So, um, yeah, and, and here we are now. I mean, at what, 48, more than 48 hours later? Mm. and we still, still don't know what's bids. going on Klopp got asked about it in the press conference <laughs> it's quite funny actually like he just went where's the camera and like they pointed to where the camera was and he just looked at it and because he'd said have you got any comments to make about it and he went where's the camera <laughs> he showed him the camera and he just went no <laughs> so like if we were out 
he could have just said, yeah, you know, that's not happening. He's going to Chelsea. So they obviously still think that there's a chance that this is going to happen. I think he'll go there. I just think there's some fucking dodgy shit going on in the background. And to, to be honest, I, I don't know what you think, but what, whatever happens out of this, we probably could do a separate podcast on that fucking uh, saga on its own. It's been that mad. We did. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> now, another one. <laughs> the sequel. It's like yeah. it's like fucking Rocky, this, isn't it? We'll do uh, uh, fucking podcasts too. But, I mean, I'm looking on Twitter now and they're saying the fucking deal's imminent. They've been saying be, that since fucking Friday. It's yeah. just nuts. I, I just... <clears throat> the thing I would say is, if we're still in for... If it's like, it's you know, we're not ruled out, we haven't ruled ourselves out. Hang on a second, though. The bids... Is, and the bid's accepted, and yet the player still has not is still not convinced. At what point do you sort of go, all right, look, that that's enough. If it's only now leaving the yeah. bid on the table to make sure that Chelsea have to pay more, then I, you know, that's I a, that's a huge amount. That's a huge amount of fuck you energy, and I and I, I absolutely let's do it now. I absolutely pod, applaud everybody involved, but. In the context of the transfer window in our season, well, what's happening then? Well, because... no, we should still be looking at other deals in the background. You think that, right? Yeah. You can't, but, though, uh, can uh, you? Because what if it goes wrong and then you do get him? Like, you can't make no, any other deals. No, you and get, every you hour get, that goes you get something past, in you... place, don't you? You don't yeah, have you to... Yeah, you can, but you're wasting fucking time. Just, I, I just Hang want on. a six, like, personally. But you, <laughs> don't fuck it do you want someone, though, who's patently had the offer? No. And and is now and it's still not, like, it's still like, no. He was a dickhead when Arsenal wanted to sign him. He's been, he's been like, I'm going to Chelsea. Whatever the reasons are, whether the agents get in something or the agents being the mouthpiece or he just generally wants to go to Chelsea. At this point, the bid's been in. We're the only valid, Liverpool put the only valid bid in. It's been accepted and the player still hasn't even come to the table to negotiate terms. What's, what's the point now? Well, he's going to Chelsea. They'll do whatever they need to do. Whatever, they, all, this, all this stuff. I mean, like, Chelsea need to give their heads... Someone needs to. The Premier League needs to have a word with Chelsea, and like they need to give their heads a wobble. You can't just buy everything in the shop, right? Not even Manchester City do that. At least Manchester City cover have the, the tracks. At least he tries yeah, to be at, sneaky about it. Chelsea does yeah, not. Yeah, at least they, at least Manchester City are like a cat. They cover their shit hmm. when they finish with it. Like, but Chelsea are just Chelsea are like the big of, dog just coming and shitting in your fucking living room. They don't carpet. care though, do they? Like, I I wouldn't be surprised well, it's if. Yeah, it, I wouldn't be surprised if they're factored into this deal. Like, we're all talking 115 million. They're thinking 165 because we'll pay a 50 million. But they need a striker. Fine. They haven't got any attackers. Yeah. Like, it's mental. This is this is what you're fixated on. They but they have to got him Kunku for... and now he's injured and they've got that other lad who played today. Like, I, I don't yeah, think they're Yeah, that's not enough, like though. That. When we're talking about five and we're saying Nunes is our fifth choice option. And How much going, of it like... is just that lunatic owner? Not wanting to lose out to like the Red 99.8% Sox. 99.8% right, of it. So the, the thing about the Red Sox, like, I mean, that's total. That's a to, I mean, people who've come up with that one, they, they're just they're just not. They're, the Dodgers have won the World Series since. The Dodgers also took the Red Sox star prospect, star player, the guy who was meant to be in Boston for 10 years, a decade, Mookie Betts, on a, a nothing trade because his contract was expiring. He didn't look like he was going to re-sign with the Red Sox. The Red Sox didn't want to pay him. He's now playing for... He's been playing for LA for years. So... so he's got a taste they, for it then, hasn't he? Yeah, but uh, you know... Not, Jules, only, you... not only have they got... They've got the World Series since. 
not only are they, you know, they, they've been relatively successful, they also took the Red Sox star player. If anyone's coming up with a notion in 2018, the Red Sox haven't beat the Dodgers in the World Series, and this is why they are no. way, way, uh, the mark. Like just, way off the mark. Just, just to be clear on my point, the way I'm saying 99.8%, I don't, you know a hell of a lot more about the politics going on between the Red Sox and the Dodgers and all that shit. I don't even watch that sport. But I do know that American billionaires, generally speaking, and I know this doesn't, apply to every single one of them and it's a generalization but they live in a completely fucking different world to us where they value different things and losing out on a deal is a huge thing to them no i, so I, I think you're right on that, that point. yeah yeah no i would think you're right i don't I, what i'm saying is i think there's definitely ego involved in this i think it's yeah. all ego we've all seen succession haven't we we, yeah. we know how or these billions. operate or billions <laughs> and I, I don't I just don't think it's anything to do with the, anyone who's going like oh it's because of this in 2018 with the Red Sox no it's not That's it's just, just pure one ego I want this it. player it ego. Yeah. I want to buy him and fuck you I'm buying him but you can't spend like how much money they've spent and then keep on spending because you're not even coming up with coherent plans like you're looking at that team today and like again I think that's down more to Pochettino than the, the team building the pl- personnel yeah. because you know Pochettino got a tune out of Spurs and like who's done that before us since it's just absolutely mental that you fixate on this play that you can't even get because you've like you spent you've spunk so much money on on stuff like that that uh, Ukrainian lad with the weird neck tattoo came on yes. today. How much was he? He was like 60, 70, 80 million, whatever. That oh, yeah, yeah. ninety, I think. Yeah, ninety. Well, see, he was a lot of money, yeah. him, and he doesn't even. Did know. you start bringing on players? And I'm like, who the fuck's that? When did they get yeah. him? He's got like about fifteen signings in like the last. And year. this and this humouring, this humouring of Chelsea from whatever made up ITKs are on Twitter or newspapers or whatever going to deal you know they're putting together a package to what the fuck it's like it's like good fellas fuck you pay me stop Mm. talking like Chelsea stop telling us how choppy the ocean is just dock your fucking boat and Brighton I get that they go like oh hang on a second the player doesn't want to go but Brighton have a right to go at this point look lads you've this isn't you're done I don't want to hear any more conversations from you. If he doesn't want to go, he's fucking staying here because we've got the money. And you go to him and go, listen, dickhead, this team that wants you so much, they've bought other players. They've bought other players whilst they could have bought you. It's not If they've got an FFP problem now, well, they didn't have at the start of the summer, did they, before they bought all these other players? So they could have bought you then and they yeah. didn't buy you then. So you're fucking going to Liverpool or you're staying here. But Chelsea, forget it. Elvis Costello, you don't want to go to Chelsea. Fuck off. I've I've got some things I want to say about this deal in general, but I do feel, Dave, like I want to hand the floor to you about that Fabrizio Romano because I think you've got... He's just a leech, isn't he? Yeah, Everything that he's putting out is coming from agents. Going to get the lawyers to vet this. Yeah, but you know that like all of these updates he's putting, it's because the agents tell them. He's not getting this info from the club. He gets nothing from Liverpool. So everything he's putting out is from Chelsea's side of it or the agent side of it. None of it is from Liverpool's side. So And the Liverpool beat rate has been very quiet. They've said yeah. nothing, I know. Very yeah. quiet, yeah. And just a, a point on, on what you were saying, Jules, about why don't we walk away, he doesn't want to come here and all that. Normally, I'd be like leading the, leading the queue on that. Um, the, only reason, the, the, the only reason I'd push back on that is because it's Klopp. And Klopp has always been of like that mindset, if you don't want to be here, we're not interested in you. And yet, mm. he's not walked away from this deal. But now, it, it could, makes it no could sense just be that, because though. we want Chelsea to, to pay more. But that's like, not how Klopp it... operates, though. Klopp's not really the type. To... I could see John Henry doing it. 
and think, you know, because it's like, you know, US billionaires and their egos playing the games, wanting to get one over on each other. I could definitely see John Henry thinking, well, you know what? We're not withdrawing our bid. Make Chelsea pay the extra money. And I'm completely down with that. I'm like, yeah, if they're already in financial, like, fair play, hot water, make them pay more. It's like, well, if they want to come in, yeah, okay, well, you're going to pay even more than you wanted to because there's our bid sat there. So I'm totally fine with that. I'd even increase our bid today. I'd even slap another five million and go, okay, Chelsea, go on. Top that one then, and and make them do it. So, but for Klopp to have not walked away, that's the only thing that makes me think there's more at, at play here that we're not really aware of because all we just keep seeing stuff from the likes of Romano and and all these other little stooges who are getting stuff from the agent, and it's all like he's told Liverpool he doesn't want to go there, he only wants Chelsea. Well, how do we know that? How do we so, know? So Dave, hang on. Because, so I, because, no, because he hasn't come like, yet. Backstab no, up. but it's yeah. not. No, what I'm saying they is they accepted a bid on Thursday night. How do us, we know? And he, he hasn't had a medical yet. How wow. do we know that I, he he doesn't want a situation where he might be waiting for Chelsea, but he may not have said, "I oh, don't want to sign for Liverpool." He may have promised Chelsea that he was going to sign for them. They've been talking to him for months. We right, come in out of nowhere. The covenant by not by not signing by not signing. They've signed other players. They've had but yeah, money. But you don't know what, they what, what could have done. Listen, they, they, they broke they broke that promise. They broke that promise that. to him by not fucking putting a bid in by the deadline. Look, I agree. I know that. What I'm doing, I'm trying to like put the other sides of it across. That there must be more to this than than we're seeing. Because why has Klopp not just walked away? And something that I was thinking as well is like. Everyone's like hammering the agent, saying, "Oh, the agent's a piece of work. He's a scumbag. He probably is. Well, I'm almost certainly is." But I do think like players get let off the hook a little bit when people are hiding behind that, saying it's the agent, it's the agent. The players do have a responsibility as well. The agent works for the player, not the other way around. But maybe this lad's just easily led or whatever. But the other thing that I was thinking was, I'm a Milner. I was saying about, yeah, we've got a no dickheads policy. As soon as Milner walks out the door, the captain turns into a dickhead. And now we're chasing this lad who, by all accounts, it looks like is acting like a dickhead. And it's like, what's going on? It was, like, it was Milner just setting everybody's standards, including Klopp's? It's just, it's just bizarre to me that, like, if everyone, what everyone's saying about this lad, fuck him off, he's trouble and all that, why is Klopp still in for him when that goes against everything that Klopp's ever said and done? If player wants to leave, Klopp's like, there's the door. See you later. Don't want anyone who doesn't want to be here. Uh, when he's been asked time and time again about, well, if you don't get Champions League, will that affect the targets? And he's like, if someone only wants to come here because we're in the Champions League, that's not the type of player that I want anyway. And he's walked away from deals for that reason. So, so what why reason? is he still in? For the, why has he not walked away? So what reason, possible reason, could Caicedo and his agent... Be given Liverpool and Klopp, the Klopp's going. Don't know. That's I'm just fine. saying there's got to we'll be something. Wait. The, the only yeah, acceptable don't... one for me, the only acceptable like situation here for for me would be if Caicedo and his team turn round and they say to Liverpool, "Listen, we agreed to deal with Chelsea months ago. We want to honour the agreement, so we want to give Chelsea a chance to match the offer." Okay, Is that, that would have been fine on just Thursday. It's fucking Sunday, <laughs> but it's Sunday I now. I don't agree so with that. How long are you giving I'd... the cunt? Yeah. Now, I think that's fair. If he and turns around and says you've got 24 hours to do it, I don't think any reasonable person could say that that's not fair. That's fair, but that was four days ago. No, it's I agree not that. that. It's not that. <laughs> I know, but also, no, the, I, though... I get that as well, but, like, the point, like, you could argue, Jules, 
I think there's a chance, right, that four days ago, Caicedo's turned around and he said to Liverpool, I didn't expect you were going to put this bid in. I've already agreed the deal with Chelsea day, like months ago and you've come and put this bid in out the blue. Nobody expected it. I want to give them a chance to match the bid. Brighton have turned around to them and said, no, it's not matched a bit. It's paying extra five million because you've been fucking about and you missed the deadline. You have to pay an extra five million. That's fair. All of that to me makes perfect sense. I think that's fair. But for it to be still that case four days later is a load of bollocks. If Caicedo said they'll give you 24 hours to match the bid or to bid whatever Brighton want and then they're moving on, I think all of us would look at it and be like, he's not a dickhead. He's actually got some models about him. But he's sitting there waiting for four days. He's clearly waiting for Chelsea to do yeah. whatever's required for him to go there, that's unacceptable to me. I don't want the cunt. Sort of agree to some extent, but you also don't know like what he's being told about what's going on with the deal. Like Chelsea reportedly have agreed the fee. Neither do you, by the way. No, I know, but they've they've agreed the fee reportedly, but they've not like had a bid accepted because of the structure of like the payments and stuff. So if they're then yeah. saying to him, "Look, we're almost there. We've agreed the fee. It's just about like ironing out the finer details." Um, so you know, just just hold tight. So that's probably what they're hanging on for. No, it's on him. He needs to turn around and equally put a deadline. There was a deadline from Brighton. Chelsea missed it. The fair thing for him to do is say, "You got caught cold by Liverpool because no one expected that bid." I'll give you a deadline. Here's your deadline. Mm. He hasn't well, done that. He's just sitting waiting for them. Probably, yeah. But the fact that we're still in there suggests we're, that there's more going on. We're sitting on. there holding our dicks, yeah, by the there's, way. There's more we need to a six. Than, than we just play the fucking game today where the six would have been useful. And, and you know, whatever, let's move on. Now I want us to get, get a player who's going to play in there. You didn't want him first. anyway. Let, let's no, be I want Lavia. You, you want, yeah, you, you He's holding up him. my sign, and that's my point. <laughs> that's what my this boy comes sat there. My boy sat there fucking scratching his ass, going nowhere, and I'm like, get him in. He's going to be fucking better. I, I want him. Go and do it now, but we can't because this cunt's sitting there delaying it. And that's he's supposedly point. stalling Chelsea because he wants us to come in. It's exactly. like the, I don't the blame opposite him. situation. Yeah, he's good. Right. So basically, he's a goodie, right? We're talking empire, and <laughs> you know what I mean? Fucking ridiculous. This is um, I I don't buy the like. Oh, he's a good lad. It's the agent. He, I'm with Brown. He knows. You know the bids in from Liverpool. You've got the option. You're sitting there four days. You clearly want to go to Chelsea. Just let him go to Chelsea. This is pointless. It just it it's just it's detrimental to everything. It's gonna make us look like we're just desperate. But why do you think this that blood? that we haven't done that then? Knowing full well how Klopp has always operated over stuff like this, he's not interested I, in anybody who doesn't want to be yet. Why is he still? For all I know, for all I know, it is it is just simply a case of well, leave the bid there, say fuck all, and we'll just move on. And I don't know, I don't know what you know. None of us are in the room. I don't know. It reminds me a little bit of the. QL saga, um, that who is he going to sign with? And then there was that bit where he was going to tell Australian TV. He pulled a LeBron James, had, didn't he? He did, but the then decision. they they were, there was some weird wrangle in the contract, and like so Sky Sports had like we've got it, we've got this is what happened in Australia, and it's some Aussie uh, interview going, all right, Harry, who's going to be? And he's like, well, I'm signing for, and he went, and he went, we can't show you anymore because there's a legal problem, and he was like, what? You had another twenty four hours some of this shit. What's going on? And it, it's I think like it's, similar... um, I think it's more like the Bowie one because it's not going to happen. No, you're right. It, it, it it's not going to happen, and I don't know how anyone can think it's going to happen. 
whatever you, whatever you think about where the stories are coming from, whether it's coming from Chelsea or the agent, if it's coming from Chelsea, all right, you can ignore it. But if it's coming from the agent, the player's representative, then he's not coming to Liverpool. And he's had this offer sitting on his desk or his laptop or his agents for, for four days. I just don't see it happening. Um and I'm I'm very bored of it now as well. I'm very bored. The only the only thing I would say uh, that I don't like I get what Dave's saying about the club thing. The only thing that gives me pause for thought is that there is zero information from the Liverpool beat writers. But then I suppose there won't be because Liverpool don't often give information to their beat writers unless something like done. this. That would be there would be they would have been told something. Yeah, but but that's because hey, there is no to inf- not be saying anything tells but me that no the club information. have said look don't be, there don't is be not, saying anything at the moment there is none because we're sitting and waiting for them to put together the structure for the payment we're just sitting there with our dicks in our hand there isn't anything to be said mm. until they agree everything and then the moment we agree it well we've got low, like, what I would say is we've got lots of time to put some positive spin on it and that'll come don't worry about that Photoshop some pictures of him wearing like a Liverpool shirt when he was a kid. Just whatever, there'll be some spin. There'll be some spin about. Well, we didn't he, apparently really want him. he was a Chelsea fan when he was a kid. He, he watched like when N'Golo Kante was in his prime and that. And I've seen it. How old is he? Kante shirt on. But like, I also I seen know. like stuff about his dream was to play for Man United. So he just seems like. I a think bit his of a dream is to pay. And he was play for whoever's going to give him the most money. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's no better than but, Suarez. But again, like this, this is just mind blowing that like we've got a no dickheads policy, but we're still trying to sign this lad. You don't forget, as be playing with Adam Lallana, who's like you know Klopp's got a great relationship with him. So Klopp will have signed him out and said, "What's he like?" Milner's been there. No, he's not that long, but Milner have spent pre-season with him. So we've got all McAllister's come in. He'll have asked him, "What's he like?" So for us to make a British record bid for someone who all the evidence points to him being a fucking dickhead. It's just, it doesn't make sense. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's something doesn't add up about it. It's not how Klopp operates. It just isn't. I don't want to like mm. hijack the pod, but can we, can we try to understand how we bid 38 million, then 41 million, then 46 million for a different player, and then went, yeah, we don't think he's worth 50, and then we go and offer an extra fucking 60 million or whatever, whatever it is for the next player. How does that make any sense? And we couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't afford Bellingham, who's yeah, cost 22 million less than more this guy we're bidding yeah. for now. The yeah. whole thing's a well, fucking the, the shit. The Bellingham yo. one's easy to answer because the, the thing that's changed is we brought in 50 million quid for Fabinho and Henderson and got like a load of wages off the books. Yeah, but did we not make the point? I, I specifically said on the pod the moment when the news broke about us, Paul. Now, I said we don't know what's going to happen. And yeah. that, that incorporated that kind of thing. You, you generally like do not know what's going to happen. And if you want to, you can actually make those things happen. You can go and get more money in if you want to. Like, Are you telling me people wouldn't want to buy Fabinho? They could have planned for that if they wanted but to. I know we didn't know the Saudi thing. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for that. But, like, the, the whole point was, like, I think I actually said it wasn't about money. My point was we pulled out for Bellingham because we didn't know if we were going to get Champions League. And I was saying, well, you never know. We might win 10 games in a row at the end of the season and we think we don't need to do as much work as we do. So let, wh- why are we doing it now? I didn't understand why we did it at the point that we did for a different reason. But still, the point stood that you don't. You saying out stay like in the that. race until, until Stay in the race don't... like we have yeah, done yeah. with Caicedo. This is yeah. the, you yeah. can't have both ways. To be fair, Brownie, we, we did pull out of Bellingham because of the massive rebuild that we've had to do. Um, 
I mean, it hasn't happened yet. Minus two net players or something. The four yeah, or five yeah. signings that we're yeah. making, in, as well yeah, as keeping that, Henderson and Fabinho. The Bellingham, the Bellingham transfer, the, the 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 absolute, the abject surrender of the Bellingham transfer just looks worse by the day. It makes less sense every time. Every time a player doesn't come in, uh, it just makes less and less sense that they did. Imagine that. him on the pitch today. Like I don't want to like dwell, but I, I'm dwelling because I, I I watched the game last night. I watched a bit of the Real Madrid game last night. He just strutted around the pitch like he fucking owned the gaff. Like. I think I made the point earlier in the week when we were discussing Caicedo that that kind of signing like does intangible things to your club. You know, things that you can't measure, things that you can't weigh in terms of the boost it gives everyone. So when it doesn't come off and you're left holding your dick, you can't argue that you don't get at least a little bit of the opposite happening. Oh, and that's how I feel so. about it. I, I was totally deflated after the, the Caicedo thing didn't happen. And I still am now, you know... I was dreading that game today because the, the idea that they were going to bring him out at half time, oh my god! Like thankfully it's dragged on long enough that we weren't subjected to that. But on on the the, the Lavia thing, as to why we didn't go up and, and bid what they wanted, and then we go and like just pivot completely and, and and make this crazy British transfer record offer. The only thing that would make sense on that is if we were planning on signing both of them, and also it would it would tie in with. The, the reports about like Chelsea had a bid accepted and he still wants to come here. Well, if we if we'd have said to him, look, we want to sign you and we want to sign Caicedo, it, it's both. So it wasn't a shock to him. Then that would make sense why he would still want to come here. Because if I'm him and we'd balked at the asking price for him and then out of the blue we'd gone bid for Caicedo and I didn't know that that was happening, I'd be thinking, fuck you. I owe you nothing. I, I don't want to go there now. So if he does still want to come here, it tells me that we probably tipped him off and said, look, we want both of you. Now, whether that's the case or not, I don't know, but that's the only thing that would make you, sense to me. Well, here's the other thing I don't understand. And it might just be Chelsea being playing games, but they have a bit accepted and then they briefly like, yeah, we're going to get both of them as well. Like, you, hang on, you you can't put enough money on the table for Caicedo because you're, in, you're going to be in breach of yeah. stuff. So how to sign in him for 115 and leave you for 50? How are you making that one work? I think that's trying to get it. us to pull out, isn't it? Oh, chip, it's all yeah. little games that go on, isn't it? Beyond. Um, so someone needs to tell sit Chelsea down, tell them they're drunk and go home. Mm. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, we need Gaza, don't we? And the, uh, yeah. Someone needs an intervention on Chelsea and, and they're just like, lads, lads, you need to just, just calm down, calm down. There's no need for all this. This is silly now. You just put the checkbook away. Just step away from the table, and they, they and... screwed over poor Tyler Adams as well, didn't he? Oh, that yeah, was terrible. An that. Fucking disgrace doing a medical and having the lads spreading, out there in London. spreading it out there that like his injury is worse than anyone thought, and it was going to take four months for him to heal. And like his camp, like, well, that's not true. Just the way the whole way they operate, it's just it's like no other club before or like it, it, no one operates like that it's totally unique what they're doing now in in an age where there are restrictions on what you're supposed to spend we talk about man city but as we say man city are doing it under the table it's like it's all like trying to cover the tracks and that and chelsea just out in the open like you and also man city ne- man city never they never spend big fees like do they this, They never spend no. like massive fees no they buy no. like four fifty million pound right backs, but they don't spend two hundred million, hundred million, you know. 
No, it's yeah. all to do with like off-the-books payments to players and stuff, fiddling the yeah. wages rather than yeah. transfer fees. They try to hide that shit, don't they? Whereas yeah. Chelsea just do it all up front. Fake sponsorship like, deals. While Chelsea are fucking running out there with no shirt sponsor. <laughs> it's like, I know. Oh, no sponsor either. Shit At least sponsor. come up with an imaginary sponsor that you can put through Make your books for up. a few hundred million. That, that, that's the way you do it. Hilarious. You don't walk out there with like no shirt sponsor. You know that's that's a greed thing. It's the same with like Forest. It's a greed thing. They 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 just they're overvaluing what they're getting. If only they had some good negotiators like at Newcastle who could take a deal from eight million to twenty five million in the space of a couple of years. <laughs> oh Talented wait, hang on a negotiators. second. Oh, you know, for for yeah. a company that no one's ever heard of until like <laughs> until, until they sponsored them. Well, the company who. Um... Is it the Newcastle one or is it one of Man City sponsors? There's one that like didn't even exist a few weeks ago. It just come out of nowhere. I think it was. This like, is the bit mm. where um, Chris will be going right, boys. Come on, let's move on. Yeah, before we get in legal trouble, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or one of us ends up like in a fucking suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jamal. <laughs> um, so if we don't get Caicedo. The problem we've got is like we've just put in a bit of 111 million quid. So everybody we go to now, the prices are just going to go up because we've we've made that bid. So everyone knows we've got A, we've got money, and B, we valued Caicedo at 111 million quid, which is going to put the value of everybody else who we go for. It's going to put that up. Um, and if we sign Lavia and he's the only one who, who we sign for that position and we go and pay like 55 million quid or something, you've got to ask questions like, what the fuck was the plan here? What were we What were we doing? It's it's just scattergun. It doesn't look like there is a plan. And it is alarming that like Ibiza George wasn't even doing negotiating. Um, I just, I just I want to put my trust in them and say, yeah, they know what they're doing, but there's no evidence that suggests... There is any plan to all this? It does feel like we're winging it. Hmm. But yeah. maybe we're we're not giving them enough credit because we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I you tell you well what, you can give them credit. I don't if know. it's all sorted at the end of the transfer window. Yeah, but right but... now, I think you're right to not give them any credit. Yeah. They they they've 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 made a pig's ear of this transfer window, so it's up to them to show that they actually know what they're doing. Yeah, it it very much in like well prove it mode. Yeah, That's a good yeah. point, you know, though, because I hear quite a lot of people and the comment gets made to you about like, oh, hang on a sec, you were moaning before and now you're celebrating kind of thing. But we are in the results business, aren't we? Like, as much as we judge the team on the results, we judge Kloppo, we judge the players on the pitch on the results they get, we judge the recruitment team on what happens at the end, don't we? Like, no Liverpool fan can sit here now and turn around and say this transfer window so far has been anything other than the shit show. If I wake up tomorrow and we've pulled the Caicedo deal off, I'm going to turn around and say that's fucking boss. Yeah. That's fair. Both yeah. of those things can be true. But you could also you know say I mean? we went into the first game of the season with only two new signings when we needed more. Yeah. So that's, exactly, that's but a I'll failure. let you off. I'll, we'll compensate it by you can what redeem has yourself, afterwards. But it's yes. still a fail, yeah. Exactly. Those, both of those things can be true. I just want to make that point because some people think you're being a little bit contradictory, but you're not. You're t- I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, come on, show me. Go and buy that player. Put him in front yeah. of me and I'll have a party with you. Of course. But when, if it doesn't happen, I'm going to fucking moan. Let's be clear. I'm not going to be angry about it. And I think that's fair. I'll tell can you, you why. moan if we've tried? <laughs> All right, Stu, settle down. No, I'll tell you why it's an abject failure. It's, it's as simple as this, right? Up to now, it's an abject failure, and this is the reason why. Anybody who's arguing against that now, if you go back to like the 
time machine takes us back to the last game of the season, that four all at Southampton, that finishes. And if someone says to you at that point, okay, by the time the next season kicks off, we'll have two new signings, but the players who we knew were leaving, they've all gone, and Henderson and Fabinho have gone as well, and we won't have signed a holding midfield player. If you'd have said that to literally any fan at that time, they would have all gone, fuck off, no chance. There's no way that's going to happen. So mm. anyone who's like trying to justify it now and say Apart it's not that Mo- bad... Monty, Monty probably would have said it's okay. No, he, he wouldn't then. He's just rewriting history. And it's the same. Anyone who's like trying to defend it and say that it's acceptable, you would not have said it was acceptable if we'd have told you this after the Southampton game, that this was how yeah. it was going to play out. Nobody would have believed it. They would have said, behave yourself. We're not going to sign that. We need four or five players. We're going to sign two, but we're also going to lose two players who we were planning on keeping. So that's why, so far, it's it's an abject failure. Now I do feel better about things. The fact that we did make that bid because the one thing that it did show is we've all questioned it. Not as much as like some fans. We're not we're not like massive FSG dickheads. Get them out. With that's not really like how any of us think. We've got our criticisms of them and that, but. You see, like the FSG out thing on Twitter, and and like we, we've never really been like on that bus, but all yeah. of us had concerns about are they actually going to spend what we need? Because there's there's a time and place for the the way we've operated in the transfer market. For the most part, that's how you want your club to operate. But you've got to be flexible enough that sometimes you've got to push the boat out and make a big signing if that's what the manager needs and that's the player that's available. We did it with Van Dyke, and that's the only time we've really done that. Where it's like, yeah, world record fee for a defender, but that's what we need. We're going to spend it. And you can say, we did that because we'd sold Coutinho, so we were flush with cash. We've never really competed in the transfer market the way all other top teams do, and that's been the criticism. Yeah. But if this deal has actually gone through, and it's not really through any fault of our own that it hasn't, other than maybe we should have done that deal earlier and might have been easier to do then. But again, we don't really know what negotiations have been taking place behind the scenes. It looks like we've just come in out of nowhere, but who knows? Maybe we haven't. But the point is, they did make that bid. British record fee for a player who... He's only played one season in the Premier League. He's 21. It's not like we're going for like a 24, 25-year-old established player who's been around for a while and he's he's just coming into his prime. You know, there's a, there's an element of risk involved in, in that signing. But we, you know, the owners actually, for once, did say to club, okay, that's who you want. We'll go and make it happen. And the, the, to, to quote Stu, they tried. <laughs> so at least we do know that for the right player who Klopp wants and Klopp says, pay whatever it takes, at least we know that there's the, 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 the potential for us to do that now. Whereas before that bid went in, I don't think any of us really thought that we were capable of doing something like that. One last thing on the bid. This isn't football manager. There's no way they've made a British record transfer fee bid for a player without receiving encouragement from somewhere to make it. Of course, the agents probably just strung us along. And the, the agency that just played a blinder to... To, to get the deal to Chelsea done, or they genuinely were up for coming here if Chelsea didn't, you know, if Chelsea walked away. I don't know. But we were definitely given encouragement to do it because we wouldn't we have done been. it otherwise. We're not idiots. I, and again, I mean, I like, hope like, we're like not I said idiots. before, you've got Lalana there, you've got Milner there, McAllister's probably been like, you know, messaging him and that. So you have got contact with the player, so you don't always have to go through the agent. 
well, you know, I'm sure that we were talking to the agent, but there will have been contact with the player as well, even if it wasn't like Klopp ringing them up and or taking them to Blackpool. It's not, it's not that, but there will have been like the player getting sounded out about coming in. It's obviously been positive, or we wouldn't have put the bid in. I would argue that the evidence doesn't suggest the the fact, like that we can't put that bid in unless we got some encouragement. I accept that. That's without a shadow of a doubt. I mean. The, the opposite thought doesn't even bear thinking about that we would put a bid in without getting any encouragement. We're not fucking idiots, I like to think. No. But but the moment that it gets starts getting to one day, two day, three day, four day, and they're waiting for Chelsea, that change would be my argument. Like, you can argue that us leaving the bid in is like a strategic play to say, right, Chelsea have to play up. But by doing that, we're wasting our own time in getting a player in, which has to be the end game. The end game here isn't fucking Chelsea over. It's getting a player in for Liverpool who's going to help the team. We've got to do that. Uh, Okay, so we wrap it up. So overall feelings from today, disappointed, satisfied, what? Um, um, I feel neutral would be the word I'd use. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm not more, I'm not happier than I thought it would be. I'm not more disappointed than I am exactly where I thought it would be. I think we're going to score loads of goals. I think we're going to be frustrated by the structure of the team. I think we're going to be frustrated by how many shit goals we give away. And I think we'll comfortably qualify for the Champions League and no more. It's just going to be a bit of a meh. Yeah, we are who who I thought we were. Yeah. I would say slightly disappointed just because I thought we'd have been better in attack than we were today. Everything else I fully expected. Looking wide open, questions about like the shape, the tactics, and all that. I was fully prepared for all that, but I did think we'd be better going forward and we'd pose more of a threat. So a little bit disappointing. Result is fine, I suppose. First game of the season away at Chelsea. You can live with a draw, um, but yeah, we've got to be better. All right, so we'll be back after the Bournemouth game. So we'll we'll do one after every game, and then we are going to do one when the transfer window shuts with just like an overall recap of what has or hasn't happened. Yeah, uh, we'll be back next week after Bournemouth, unless anything mad happens in the meantime. Um, might have to dust off the old Caicedo pod if, if something good happens there. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, yeah, you'll just have to take our word for it. It was a good one, but never mind. All right, so thanks for listening, and we'll catch you soon. best word I can say but uh, we'll describe this was boom (laughs) 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 what was this it was really good